0: Once again, Merry Christmas to everyone. Children, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Just started. Our Christmas season goes all the way to the baptism of the Lord, so you got another week and a half to try and get those gifts from folks, all right? (laughs) My friends, um, I'm going to open by um, stating... um, I waited two years to see the church filled, and our 4 p.m. mass had close to 600 people attend. Um, Yeah, two years I waited to see the church filled with that. But in these past two years, I want to tell the parishioners who have stood by me as pastor and our church and our parish through all of this, through the pandemic and all the nuttiness that the world was throwing at us, you have remained here And you have given God glory and you have come into this church and praised him. I want to tell you that I love you and thank you for standing with your pastor this whole time. Our doors never locked once. To those who are visiting, I love you. And I'm glad you're here. And to those who have been away for a while, I am very pleased to see you. But even more so is God. He's so happy that you've come to give him glory in this house. And we all belong here. And, um... This is our home. These are our families. This is our community of faith. And my friends, um, I've been telling the ma- the folks at all the different masses that when we were taught, uh, when we were learning how to be priests, good ones, they taught us about Christmas. And they said, when it comes to Christmas, brothers, you better go easy on the people. There's some that haven't been around for a while. And they said, when you give your homily, think milk, not meat. They said, because they can't handle it. So 4 p.m. got milk. 7 p.m. got cream of wheat. (laughs) 10 p.m. got meat. You guys are getting milk. (laughs) So, my friends, um, this homily I'm giving to you, I began writing at about five o'clock in the morning uh, yesterday, and um, I was watching TV. And one of the programs that I've kind of latched on to, it's called Homes Family Rescue. And it's really about this father and son and their contractors and builders. And uh, they've gone um, uh, when uh, they go in and they help families whose homes are in need of beautifying to be restored. And uh, most of the time what's happened is uh, another contractor has come in and done damage and um, my friends, when I began to watch this and as I was preparing myself to write the homily, father sees Jesus and the church and Christ and everything. So here I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to the TV. That's what Jesus did. He came and he restored and he's making things beautiful. He's changing our homes. And, and the contractor that was bad was Satan. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> and the church and Jesus... It's here to restore and to, to, re, uh, to bring back. And um, it sounds anecdotal almost, but um, I could see it. And when I think about it, that is what the incarnation, we call it the incarnation, the birth of Jesus, taking flesh. That is what it's all about, God becoming man. Uh, and my friends, um, God saw humanity um, who he had lovingly created, With such dignity and majesty, you heard it in the opening prayer uh, for the Mass, he created us in his own image, and that is why we have this majesty and dignity. But our choices, humanity's choices, and how we treated each other began to distort this and to disorient it and to degrade um, this majesty that was with us. So God had to come and fix it, and so God became incarnate became flesh, became like us, to reverse the process, to repair, to renovate, and to rebuild the house that he had created, that sin had destroyed. And my friends, Christmas, with all of its beauty and majesty, celebrates not only the miraculous events in Bethlehem 2,021 years ago, but also a promise was made, and that promise is carried out and happens for us here in 2021 in Gig Harbor, in this parish, in this community. My friends, you live in the world as I do, you watch the news as I do, and we can see from our world sometimes, from all the nations of the world, from our nation, from our communities, and our families, and even ourselves. Perhaps we have become like one of those homes that the home family goes to to renovate and restore beauty to, that they rescue. Perhaps we have seen decline in all sorts of not-so-good things, to say the least. Christ came to rebuild and to restore, in particular, based on the Scriptures, to restore our relationship with his Father, the relationship we had from ancient time. That's what he came for. And Christians sometimes get it wrong. And because they get it wrong in their understanding about why Christ came, they become disillusioned and disappointed in the Christian faith. But if we understand why he came to restore, and that restoration starts from the inside, our hearts and our minds, eventually reaching out to all the things that are outside of us and around us. You see, My friends, what I've been telling everyone that God was not so much angered or even disappointed by humanity's decisions to stay away from him. He was heartbroken. You can read it in the scriptures. What's attributed to him is a person who is heartbroken. And people whose hearts are broken, they love. And they love intensely. So What does God do? He sends his son to save us, to reclaim us, to renovate us from within. This is God's response. Father, at the 7 p.m., Father, Father, where do you find that in the scripture? Where do you find that God was like this? It comes from St. John. There it explains, God so loved the world, didn't hate it, He wasn't angry. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that everyone who believeth in him. What he means is you will act on the belief, not just I know his name, I think I know who he is. No, to believe is to act. It means you live your life, you make your decisions based on this belief that all who would believeth in him might not perish but might have eternal life. See, it's not condemnation. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world might be saved through him. This comes from Scripture. This is where I base um, what I've been telling you. My friends, this season of Christmas is especially beloved because um, the spirit of Christmas, as we say it, um, has the ability to uh, move through denominations of Christians through people's and nations and to bring people together of late the pandemic and everything around it and the governments sometimes being nutty uh, has caused so much dissension with people in the human family they're separated from each other and at odds and the spirit of christmas has the ability to bring people together in a unique ways and one of the ways i've been talking about is uh the hymns that we sing, or songs as others would call them, they're ancient and uh, they tell a story and uh, everyone knows them, even those who are not of the Christian denominations know them. And the choir has been singing beautiful hymns. And folks have decorated their homes in different styles, but they have decorated their homes in trees. And they have put many, many lights. And my, my friends, for all of you here, our theme for the environment of our church um, for this season was Light. We have over 30 candles lit uh, throughout the church to invoke that idea of light and hope within us. Um, But I drove around, uh, but their homes were decorated with light, and they had decorations of what they call the season. And you see the unity that was happening, that was coming together uh, in what we know as the Christmas spirit. And uh, Of course, when we see all the lights and everything, it reminds us that Jesus Christ is the true light uh, in any darkness. And these are the themes, Christmas also, of family and friends and forgiveness and faith and unity with God. That's what Jesus came to do. And to have peace. My friends, Christmas carries a promise for each that new life can happen, that a different life can happen. It is always within our grasp if we are willing to reach out and to receive it. Receive what, Father? God's gratuitous and generous gift of love. You do not earn God's love. He gives it freely. And all you have to do is reach and take. And my friends, Christmas means that our past does not have to be our future. It means our mistakes do not have to dictate what our future will be. Christmas means that God has endowed our life with purpose and with reason for being here. And I'm going to go on my soapbox here. I'm really tired of the world telling us we're nothing but happenstance. We just happen to be cosmic dust that just happened to land on earth. No, no, no. Anyone who does statistics and understands odds, that is virtually impossible. What would be more likely? God, (laughs) that's a scientific point of view, my friends, but we are not that, and uh, Christmas means that we can know restoration and we can know unity with God, a presence deeper and greater than any other force that threatens us or surrounds us. All of this is not in some far-off time, but is possible for us right now on this day in this Christmas of 2021. Now, my friends, people have asked, yeah, but when is God going to restore everything, everything? When will he restore his creation to the full and take hold of the world again uh, in a particular way? I don't know. The scriptures don't tell us exactly when. There's not a clock about that. I know people say, oh, no, no, uh, no, Jesus said, only my Father knows that time and that place when that will happen. But what can we know then? We can know that we can begin for that to begin to take root in our human hearts now. And then therefore, the kingdom becomes ushered in slowly. Now my friends, uh, one of the other elements that is very important in the Christian world during the season and that binds us together is our creche. We call it the creche or the stable. To your right, uh, we have a niche and it's uh, created with the stable in mind. It has Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus in there. I don't think they had twinkling lights back then, but uh, that was our theme of light, right? (laughs) My friends, um, and we have Jesus in the manger, and I want to talk about that for a moment Um, because of late uh, there has been a new translation about the word manger. Uh, That was not the real word that was used in the scriptures uh, the word it was closest to is from the Latin, and that word is called feedbox. Feedbox. <laughs> feed box. And now some of our Christian folk have not taken lightly to them, no, no, I don't like that word. It's crude. Well, my friends, over 2,000 years ago in that hewn out cave where Mary and Joseph had to go because there's no room for them anywhere, it was a pretty crude place. Donkeys. Chickens, hay, no, straw, straw, both, actually. So the word invokes exactly what it was, crude. The manger, in fact, was a feed box. And admittedly, um, it's difficult to make it poetic. Um, The choir, I was joking, I said, can you imagine? Away in the manger, right? Oh, how beautiful. Away in the feed box. No, <laughs> no Father, don't say that. <laughs> don't sing that. But my friends, the message of the manger is a, one that is needed and is very powerful. The signs mentioned by the angels to the shepherd is not just a baby that would be wrapped in swaddling cloths. All babies get that. Back then and even now. Uh, where'd Dad go with the babies? When the baby was born, they get wrapped up in a cloth. They do it really tight, and a nurse told me, oh, it's to keep them warm. And then she said, and to make sure they don't wiggle away. (laughs) The sign was the manger, the feed box, because it would tell us what Jesus is, who, and what he would do for us. And it would be a foreshadowing of events to come. The feed box, think about it. The Eucharist, the giving of his life. His life to feed us that we would have eternal life. And there was only one baby put into the feed box. That was Jesus of Nazareth. That was to be our sign. Just as Jesus transformed that stable into a place of light and peace and hope, Jesus does the same for each one of us in our lives. He can turn our old building that may need some restoration into a beautiful spiritual structure. He can transform the disrepair, the damage, the disorientation of our life into something that is beautiful. That is the promise symbolized by the manger scene. This is the promise of the first Christmas this is the promise of every Christmas. My friends, to the baptized, I bid you to renew your life in the church. Restore your connection with Christ, because there is benediction and grace in his churches. And to my friends, to the Catholics who are present to us. Restore your sacramental life in the church. The sacraments are conduits of God's grace. To Christians of other denominations, you are always welcome in this house. But I encourage you to return to your houses of worship. Do not be afraid anymore, do not stay away. Return to your churches. Be with your pastors. Pray together as a community. My friends, we are given one life to live, the scriptures tell us. Jesus came to return the majesty and dignity and purpose and grace given to us from long ago, given when we were baptized. Jesus restores and makes beautiful things, and when he does, it lasts forever forever. So my friends, on this Christmas day, God the Father gave us the most perfect and precious gift of love and life. His only begotten one, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus the Christ. The word made flesh. The word that entered into our human time and enters into our human hearts. Jesus Christ. The very nature of God, the very nature of man is united. God and humanity reconciled and united The Father does this so that we can be more than we are, certainly more than the world says you are. With all of our enlightened wisdoms and and reasoning, by light of faith, we are, amongst other things, enabled to go and to do wonderful things, good things, forgiveness, love, mercy, compassion, to be good, to be hopeless to give us a law, but a way of life. He infused us with his divine life and not just to be made of flesh, but rather to be children of God in spirit. This is the point of Christmas. Jesus Christ is the link between humanity and the Father. At Christmas, the fullness of grace and truth come to earth to dwell with us in spite of all the things that we have done wrong. As I said, God was more brokenhearted hearted by our sins than he was put off by them. He was so broken hearted over uh, our con- probably what Jesus sounded like when he was in the manger by the way, right? Huh? <laughs> With God we become truly great. With God we become truly free. With God we become truly holy. I pray you will reflect on the true meaning of Christmas the incarnation which represents one of the most beautiful aspects of our Christian faith. I pray you will fully understand how much you are loved by God the Father. May you experience his peace and his love and his joy. May you be embraced by his light this day and throughout all the days ahead. Now, my friends, it has always been my tradition um, that at the Christmas time that um, uh, some folks, now I've told you, for us, the Christmas time has just begun and our Christmas season continues on through the epiphany for some within our denominations and uh, to the baptism of the Lord, so you have time to get that wonderful gift. But if you haven't gotten the gift yet, and Amazon is closed and will not deliver anything, just letting you know, um, there are gifts that are within your ability now to give. Give the gift of forgiveness to someone who has caused you harm or made you upset. Give the gift of peace. To all you encounter, give the peace of hope and joy to someone who's been alone by reaching out to them. And to yourself, give the gift of respect. Gift. Do not let the world take that from you or tell you otherwise. Amen? Now, my friends, our school, when our school was letting out, uh, we, they came to Mass, and I wished them a very Merry Christmas and have a great vacation, and I hope they got homework, which they didn't get. And, uh, but I also asked them, whose birthday are we celebrating? And praise God, the kids raised their hand. Jesus, it's his birthday, which was wonderful. But then I went further, and I said, How old is he? And the kids were like, it's a trick question. Don't trust father. It's the trick question. And I said, well, how old is he? So how old would Jesus be if he stayed on the earth? 2021. 2021. Now, technically, he ascended to the father when he was 33-ish. So you see where the children, they were wise. They said, now, that's a trick question. He's trying to trick us. So it would depend on how I asked the question, right? Then the next question I asked was, did you get him a birthday cake? Silence. <laughs> right? So I'm asking everyone, did you remember to get Jesus a birthday cake? Whose birthday are we celebrating? <laughs> Jesus. You get a birthday cake, don't you, at birthdays? Yeah. Did you get him a birthday cake? No. What's up with that? <laughs> sort of? What did you Nicholas? But that was earlier in December. It was <laughs> like, Father, get out of here. <laughs> birthday cakes? Did you guys remember to get a birthday cake for Jesus? Someone's waving their hand outside. You got a birthday cake for Jesus? Oh, my mercy. I see you guys. Is that heater on? Okay. Birthday cake for Jesus? Birthday cake for Jesus? hello my dear birthday cake for jesus everyone get a did you get a muffin <laughs> last night someone said tiramisu <laughs> birthday cake for jesus did you get a birthday you or you came you go to school you heard oh oh mom this is maybe you got a birthday cake or maybe you didn't do you want to go home and bake <laughs> You gave him cookies? Oh, oh well, okay. Now, by tradition, that's the, the Santa Claus thing. <laughs> but that works. If you put a candle on it, can you get 2021 candles on it? Do you wish you had a birthday cake for Jesus? Do you regret that you didn't have a birthday cake for Jesus? Do you regret not having a birthday cake for Jesus, young man? Come on, both of you come with me. Come on. Come on. Now you're in trouble. It's Jesus' birthday. They didn't get him a cake. So we don't want that to to be the lasting memory. So let's take a look. All right, young man, what does that say? Happy birthday, Jesus. He has two macaron cookies on there, too. A birthday cake for Jesus. It's for you. So. My friends, the teachers tell us you have to use techniques and tools to make them remember. He will remember (laughs) to get a birthday cake for Jesus. (laughs) And good luck getting 2021 candles on that. Now, also in our church, we refer to something that's a little more obscure and you may not know. We call it the three C's. Do you know what the three C's are? No? Does anyone know what the three C's are? Three C's Yep, crib or crash. The second one? The second one? Think of the C's. What are the C's? The second one? Yes? Christ? Yes. Very, yes, of course, but uh, what happened to him? Think of behind me. Crib, cross, cruci- Yes, and there's another C. The crucifixion is the second one. What's the third one? Kind of like something you have on your head. A crown. Thorns. Yes, thorns. Would you, you bring my envelope to me? So when we think about this, remember they're all tied. Without Christmas makes no sense without the cross. And the cross cannot happen without Christmas. And because of both, Christ's crown by his Father. All right. Here's your gift. Now, Jesus would want you to use it on someone else, but I'm going to leave it up to you, brother. You've got 25 bucks to spend. Awesome! (laughs) Now, my friends, there's another time where gifts are given, particularly within the Hispanic community. Do you know what what feast that is? What feast... uh, Somebody brought gifts to the baby Jesus. Three Kings Day. Were you me my who? Now Jesus would want you to use it for someone else, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you have twenty-five dollars. Choose it wise and use it well, brother. And thank you for knowing that. Three Kings, my brothers and sisters. Now all of you will get a gift. And you're like father. That's not fair. We're not. Yes, you're going to get a gift too. It is the tradition in our Roman Catholic churches that the parishes give away a book uh, for our members. And um, Chris Stefanik is a wonderful husband and father, a great man filled with the joy of Jesus Christ, Roman Catholic. You can see him on EWTN, he does YouTube. Um, he's just a wonderful disciple of Jesus. And um, he speaks about uh, God's glory. And uh, in this book, he talks about joy. And he makes the point that, Joy is a decision. No matter what is going on in your life, no matter what's going on, you can decide to have joy. And he went further to say, through his relationship with Jesus Christ, he has discovered how he can have joy and hope and laughter in all things. Because of his grace and his relationship with Christ, and he has decided that this is what he's going to be. So we have this they there, Cranky. Who would want to worry about joy, right? And uh, we have it available in Espanol, if you need it in Spanish too. Amen. So those are available to you. My brothers and sisters, on behalf of our parish and our um, school, we wish you a very, very blessed Christmas. And um, my friends uh, here at our parish, we will con- we continue to work on ourselves and Jesus Christ. And the parish, uh, even from ancient times, are families who form a community. And that community forms itself around Jesus Christ. So we're cont- make this your parish. We are working on those things. All these families united around Jesus Christ, forming a community of faith, and that's what we're trying to do here uh, to the glory of God. Murrow, you are just a gift to me. I haven't seen you in so long. Um, it is a joy. It is a joy to have you here, my dear. We give thanks to God for his great gift of love to us. I thank all of you for choosing to come and to worship God in this house and choosing this parish to be with us. I thank you for that. I thank our musicians and our cantors uh, for spending their time and their talent to give God glory. This beautiful, beautiful uh, music. Uh, to the ministers that helped me, the little ones and uh, the older ones, <laughs> who helped me to make this uh, mass beautiful, um, I thank you. My brothers and sisters, Uh, Tomorrow is Sunday. It's the Lord's Day, if you will. Um, It's the Feast of the Holy Family. I invite you all to come back tomorrow. I know the weather is supposed to be kind of rough uh, in the morning, uh, so be careful uh, as you drive about. Uh, Know of God's love for you and my love for you as pastor. And again, on behalf of our communities, the parish and school, Merry Christmas and a blessed new year. Amen.